Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, we're skipping the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I could see Sean throw up his hands down below. So we're off Something. to a great start. It's, it's totally fine. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and potentially Steve <gasps> Peters live from Denver. <laughs> Wow, what's oh, I, I know. Just I literally just got out to the parking lot, and so I figured I could try to jump on before I get fired at my other job. So, <laughs> so don't don't tell, don't tell. I wish I was in studio, but here I am. This is you know what? Sitting in a hot parking lot in Denver, Colorado, is just about as warm as sitting outside barbecuing in Phoenix. It's freaking hot here. Like I don't care. This is not a dry heat. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh. Elevation heat up there, right? Yeah, and I tell you what, I just ran into uh, former Arizona Coyote Mike Johnson, who's down here doing some work for the NHL Network. I tell you, the amount of people that have connections to Arizona and and hockey here, Boucher last night, it's amazing how many people I've run into from Arizona. So, so far, so good. Is there a buzz around there, Petey? We're we're finally here. We're finally at the Cup final, and it's a good matchup. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, these are these are the two teams people wanted to see. It's not an underdog Cinderella story. These are the two powerhouse teams playing against each other. People are really excited across, you know, just across the hockey universe. And this city, yeah, this city's buzzing right now. Like the signs on the street corners, jerseys, the, you know, the things you want to see in a playoff matchup. And I wish I could show you. I don't know if you'd see behind me. So usually ESPN travels with two trucks. We have a little truck village. There's like 10 trucks making this happen. Everybody from the studio is here. The tape is here. The like there are so many ESPN trucks. I don't know how this is going to work, but we'll see. We'll find out. But it's exciting. I got to go inside the arena for a few minutes to cool off. Um, there's a lot of speculation if Braden Point's going to play tonight. The thought is that he's going to. Padre's not quite ready. He's not grabbing a stick as well as he'd like to be, so he won't be in for Game One. Um, the big question mark is can Kemper play and play up to his standards after sitting out for 15 days? That's going to be the big question, I, I think, for the the Colorado Avalanche. But you know, if, if, if Tampa's going to win a game here in, in Colorado, I think it's tonight. They're playing. We saw a rusty uh, a team when the Rangers played Tampa, and Tampa yeah. was rusty, had a hard time getting out. Colorado hasn't played in a while. So I, I think this could be an opportunity for Tampa that's on a roll. Their goaltender's hot. This could be a chance for uh, Tampa to come in and seal one here in Colorado. 
Petey, my big question for you is when you pan to that uh, shot of the trucks, I also saw a nice row of porta potties. Yeah. <laughs> those are facilities. That is it. Yeah, that's no. that, that is ESPN. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't go to the bathroom inside. That is that is it. Those porta potties, that's for the next no. five days. Is, and just let I'll just say this. Let's hope you don't have stomach trouble in the next five days. <laughs> and uh, I'm so just no, thinking about how no you Mexican said it's press hot. <laughs> it is so hot. I can't and even being imagine. Hot I have to go inside yet. the porta potty. Porta potty, yeah, which are also ideal. brown in color. They're not light in color, so they're absorbing heat. Yeah, not ideal setup for Petey. And again, we had a, a Mexican night in Tampa one night. <laughs> oh, Let's no. hope they don't do that here at Ball Arena. Because that is the good news there is the hotel was walkable. It ain't walkable here. So we're in trouble. So hopefully there's no Mexican night in the pregame meal. That's my hope. Lots of series. grains. Lots of grains. Have we buddy. start? Have we talked about the series yet? Have you guys? No, how long do you have? Right when we launched. My boss just went inside the building. I don't know. I got a couple more minutes. Okay, well, let's preview the Stanley Cup final matchup between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Of course, we kind of have already been diving right into it. But like Petey said, this is a matchup of the two Giants. It's no more Montreal Canadian Cinderella story. These are the best of the East and the best of the West matching up in the Stanley Cup final. Um, of course, you have McKinnon and versus Stamkos and Kucherov. Makar got some injury question marks, a goaltender battle. It'll be really exciting, so let's dive into it. Um, Craig, we'll, let, we'll give the four to you since Petey's been chatting our ear off since he got here. Well, he brought up, he brought up uh, sort of to me what is one of the central themes of this series. Braden Point looks like he's available. Nazem Kadri does not look like he's available quite yet. To me, that's huge. Kadri's availability in this series is a huge storyline for me because without him, even for a couple games, I mean, that gives Tampa a huge advantage. Center depth is, of course, so important. But, you know, with, with who Tampa has with with, with uh, both Braden Point and, and, and Steven Stamco, some of the center depth that they have, if you take a key piece like that out of the Avalanche lineup, that could – that could shift things slightly to the Tampa Bay Lightning, even though I know most people think the Avalanche uh, are favored in this series. I think Kadri's availability is really big in this series. And one of the things Kadri does too, Craig, is he gets the net hard. Like He's a pesky player and he causes problems for the opposing team's defenseman and goaltender. It's a big loss for this team. Not only does he add secondary scoring, but he does those little things that helps this team. He's got the depth. Like with, without him, you know, you, you can just, focus on McKinnon and focus on the top line. So I think not having that second line depth is going to hurt them early. Let's face it. This Colorado team's a powerhouse. Like they have defensemen, they get the puck up the ice. They've got guys that can score and they have unbelievable speed, but Tampa can defend. They've shown they can defend. They can play any kind of game. They can play a seven, five game. They can play a one, nothing game. Um, I think their experience in this series is really going to come into play as this series starts to drag along. Absolutely. And you look at um, the superstars in this series. Kucherov has 23 points for Tampa Bay. Samkos has nine goals, including two in the deciding game six in the conference final. And on the other side, McKinnon has 11 goals. Makar has 22 points. So if you look at the superstar matchups, they're right there neck and neck. Um, on NHL.com in the game center, they do like the last five game matchups. And it's so even on both sides. Um, so... For me, that that whole part of the matchup is even. I do think that the point Kadri 
question will come into play. And the other thing that's going to come into play is goaltending because Vasilevsky is Vasilevsky. He's one of, if not the best goalie in the entire National Hockey League. He's proven that time and time again. Kemper is still a bit of a question mark. And even if he does start the series, like PD said, he's been sitting for 15 days. Um, does he have what it takes? Is he going to be rusty when he comes back? And even if he was healthy, he hasn't yet proven himself as a Stanley Cup winning caliber goaltender like Vasilevsky has. So if you're going to say that everything else is even, but it comes down to the goaltending, I have to give the edge to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Here's what I would say. Yeah, if it comes to okay. – sorry, Petey. Uh, I don't think we've seen the real Darcy Kemper yet, and I think injuries may have played a role in it. Who knows how much that eye injury was impacting him. I, you know, his numbers are not good. There's no other way to, to describe it. His numbers are not good in the postseason so far. But I think Darcy Kemper is a better goalie than what we've seen. And look, all it takes is for him to have one series and then he changes the entire narrative. I don't know if he can perform to the level of Andre Vasilevsky, who I still think is the best goalie in the world. Look, Igor Shesterkin has to do it over a, a longer period of time to prove that. I think Vasilevsky is a big game goalie. So that's a huge advantage. But I think Kemper can be better than he has been. And it sounds like he's healthy. He's 100% healthy, ready to go for the cup final. And the one thing, Craig, and I just funny, it's, when I talked to Mike Johnson, the former Coyote, earlier here, that's exactly what he was talking about. Is Kemper doesn't have to be Vasilevsky here. He doesn't have to be a guy that's lights out game after game. He just needs to be good. And if Darcy Kemper is good and that's his baseline, you talk about expected goals above average. If he's at zero and he's just stopping all the pucks that he should stop, that honestly might be enough for this Colorado Avalanche team. It might be. They don't need to have. We talked about you know a Niemi for Chicago. It didn't need to be lights out. Just needed to be good. I think that's the case with Colorado too. I think Kemper just needs to be good. He might need to make that one or two big saves a game, but he's not going to have to make thirty to forty saves. I just don't think it's going to be that kind of series. I think Colorado's defenseman to get the puck out of the zone way too quick to have that kind of sustained pressure for Tampa. Look out for Tampa on the power play. They can't give Tampa Bay a lot of opportunities on the power play because they are dangerous, especially if points able to get back in that bumper spot. So I think for the series, and I'm not getting my prediction yet, I think the goaltending matchup clearly sways the, the Vasilevsky, but I don't know if it matters as much as long as Kemper is healthy and good. One more thing to think about with Darcy Kemper, too. He's a free agent after this season, and I'm not saying that's weighing into his mind as he approaches the cup final, but... I mean, his performance in this series is it could decide his future, right? I mean, it could decide whether the Avalanche want him back. It could de decide how much money he makes and how many offers he gets. It's a big series for Darcy Kemper's future. 100%. Absolutely. 100% agree. Um, this comment from Renegade Man, the real question is, can Corey Perry pull a Marion Hossa and win the Cup in his third consecutive Stanley Cup final with a diff third different team? At least he won the Cup with Anaheim. That's true. That did happen to Marion Hossa. Um, Crazy run for Corey Perry. And also, can Pat Maroon win his fourth straight Stanley Cup? Um, so there's a lot of really fun storylines in this Cup final. Honestly, like I couldn't have asked for a better matchup as a fan of the NHL. Yeah, I'm really excited to see all those. The other thing I look at in this, and I knew we were going to talk about it anyway, but when you talk about superstar matchups, how about Victor Hedman versus Kale McCarr? I yeah. Kale Man, he's coming to his own. He he may be he he may be the best defenseman in the game now. But Victor Hedman has done this over a long period of time. Victor Hedman has been in these situations before. That's a heavyweight matchup as well. Two terrific, just blue chip 
uh, NHL defensemen matching up in this series. And I think each of them brings something a little different to their teams. And I think when you look at Makar right now, without question, the most dynamic defenseman in the National Hockey League, not even close. His ability to change speed, change directions on his feet, and get the puck going in the offensive direction is unparalleled. Like, it's phenomenal. Hedman can bring the puck up the ice. He can get involved in the offense. His shot is heavy, and he can get, he can get his points. He's not the dynamic offensive player that Makar is. But what Hedman brings is a solid defenseman. Like he, his ability to use a stick in the defenseman's zone and more so his body. Like he's a big physical guy that can push guys off the puck. McCarr's got a good stick. He can match speed to the opposing players, but he hasn't quite got that manly man ability in the defensive zone to dig pucks out of the corner and push guys off the puck. So I think Hedman gets a little bit of the nod on the defensive side where McCarr gets the nod on the offensive side. But I tell you what, it couldn't be more exciting to see these two guys go head to head because whoever is better is definitely going to help propel their team to the cup. Absolutely. And no matter what happens, a former Arizona Coyote will be winning the Stanley Cup this year. We've already talked about one in Darcy Kemper. Um, but Riley Nash, who I know his stint was short with the Coyotes, but Riley Nash or Darcy Kemper, both in the Stanley Cup final, and one of them will be a Stanley Cup winner. So it'll be really interesting to see. Do you feel ready to give your predictions or do you want to talk about anything else? I am ready because I probably should get going. Okay. I'm glad you I can pop in live. Well, you know what? Just all the things we said and the way Tampa was able to adjust their game against the New York Rangers and play different styles at different times when they needed to. I think experience matters. I think they've got the star power that can score, but they also can defend. And the number one reason that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to repeat for the Stanley Cup is Vasilevsky. He's going to shut the door, and this one's going six games. Tampa Bay is going to win the Stanley Cup in Denver. Or is that at home? We're six. No, six at home. Yeah. In, in Tampa Bay in game six. This is going six, and I got Tampa Bay with their experience outlasting the unbelievably offensive, super-powered Colorado Avalanche. Tampa in six. Leah? Um, I've been really thinking about this over the last few days, what I wanted to do. And, like, in full transparency, I'm cheering for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, I think it's a great story. I've wanted them to win. I like seeing parody in the league and different winners. I love – DNVR, but in my gut, I can't pick them. Like I can't bet against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I just can't. So I'm going to pick Tampa in seven. Um, and if I'm wrong, I won't be upset. Wow. I did not expect us to be unanimous on this one. I, I figured somebody was going to pick the avalanche to, win. <laughs> to me. Uh, Petey's points. Andre Vasilevsky is just such a huge advantage in this series. He's a big game goalie. And, and, and Tampa's experience. And again, the, the absence of Nazem Kadri to start this series, I think all of those are important factors. I think Colorado's rust is going to show early on. And then just, you know, I, I would have made Colorado a much bigger favorite earlier on if, if somebody told me this would happen down the line. But the way Tampa played in the Eastern Conference playoffs and the teams that they took down, I'm just so impressed with them. I also think that Tampa is going to win this series in six. They're going to be the first three-peat champions since the early 80s, New York Islanders. And we're going to see another one of those parades on the boats in, in the <laughs> harbor in Tampa, which is really a cool tradition. Very. Um, okay, PD, do you got to get going? I have. To, it is time for me to go. I got to okay. get out of heat for one. But I'd I be, be on the lookout for some more um, PD at the playoffs. Can't wait to get the four peaks for uh, – for the draft show, because I imagine it's going to be a lot cooler than this. 
and I could use a cold kilt lifter like right now. <laughs> yeah, I am, true. I am I am leaking right now, and the game's not for what another five hours. It's gonna be a long day out here in the sunshine oh, and the porta potties. So thanks. Cool. I'm I, I'm glad I got to jump on for a minute. And um, sorry, I have to run, guys. But uh, I will talk real soon. All right, PD. Enjoy, Enjoy game Good one. Luck. Yep enjoy um well i can't i also can't believe we were unanimous i can't believe how unanimous we were for this whole playoffs it's crazy um but if you want to get in on some DraftKings odds do so today because once game one happens it's going to change right now colorado is favored in the series so if you're like us and you think that tampa is going to win the series you can actually get them at plus 150 on the DraftKings sportsbook app which is would get you some good money if they end up winning and you can also lock in con Smythe odds today right now Makar has the best odds to win the con Smythe at plus 180 McKinnon next plus 210 and then Kucherov and Vasilevsky both plus 400 so lots of different things you can bet on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app as far as series picks and props and then of course you can bet on tonight's game one matchup um, not just the score the money line or the puck line but you can do player props, things period by period, exact score, first to score, last score, so much stuff. And it just makes the Stanley Cup final that much more fun. So check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And of course, the NBA finals are also going on right now. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX, make any $5 bet during the NBA finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's see see some of these comments here. I think people are feeling three-peat. People pointing out that a lot of the Avalanche players will be UFAs. It's kind of do or die for them in a way. I mean, I'd not do or die because they're still going to be a great team no matter what, but they really put all their eggs in this basket for this year. So we'll have to see if they get it done. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned you were talking about DraftKings and in, in the cup finals, a fun time to place bets. What are some of the, uh, the, the more notable things that you're seeing? Uh, I assume Colorado's favored in this series, but are there like con Smythe odds or things like that that are out there? Yeah. So um, you can bet on the con Smythe winners. Kale McCarr is currently the most favored out of everyone. Um, Nathan McKinnon is next and then Kucherov and Vasilevsky are the third best odds so you can get in on that Colorado is the favorite in tonight's game and in the whole series Um, like I said the odds change literally minute by minute based on what's happening so if like for example if Kadri was announced back in like they're going to change the odds Um, even if Braden points so definitely get on the the app now because you want to lock in the best odds for you to win. It's a really fun time to bet on DraftKings. I highly recommend it. And catch PHNX Bets Daily today at noon. Sean will actually be on with Shane and they're going to do a whole Stanley Cup final betting preview show. So if you want more on betting on hockey, check that out at noon. Just stay here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Speaking of Tampa Bay being in the Stanley Cup final, we wanted to talk about the Sunbelt experiment. And of course, Craig had an article published just before our show went live on gophnext.com about the success of the Sunbelt experiment. We've now seen the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Stanley Cup final for three years in a row. Um, and I think as Coyotes fans, we've all heard it again and again. 
oh, hockey doesn't belong in the desert, blah, 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 blah. Well, hockey belongs anywhere that you can have a rink. And that has proven to be true. Craig? <laughs> yeah. And, and and listen, I I spoke to Commissioner Gary Bettman about this, and I know he he's the one that gets credited with the sun or or maybe blamed for the Sunbelt experiment, depending on where you live. I know a lot of Canadians aren't happy about the Sunbelt experiment. When you look at some of the struggles of the teams in the Southern United States, their financial struggles, their struggles on the ice and, you know, haunted by rumors of relocation, you understand it to a degree. But as we have talked about so often on this show, it takes time to cement a team in a market, uh, especially a market that, you know, the so-called non-traditional places where hockey wasn't necessarily a part of the fabric. It really takes a whole generation. Gary's point, uh, and I'll get to some of the other things that he said, was that, you know, you're starting to see that happen now. You look at the success of some of the teams that had struggled, like Tampa Bay, for instance, which was in bad shape when Jeffrey Vinnick took over, you know, more than a decade ago. Uh, the Florida Panthers have been a, a team that's always dogged by relocation rumors. Well, they won the President's Trophy this year. The Carolina Hurricanes have been a juggernaut for a few seasons. The Nashville Predators went to the Cup Final. Those are some of the teams that have struggled in the past. He really feels they're all on f- firm financial footing now, and, and they have the support in their communities. Of course, the Coyotes are probably the last team that people are waiting to see cement that foothold. Maybe they took some steps forward with the Tempe, you know, Tempe City Council saying they're going to move forward with negotiations. Um, and by the way, I'll have a story on that tomorrow as well. Um, so a little further insight on those negotiations. But when you look at the Sun Belt, uh, the Sun Belt experiment, Gary mentioned that when he took over, there were 16 teams in the U.S. Three of them were in the New York, New Jersey tri-state area. So, and there was one in in, in a warm weather climate, the LA Kings. That was it. Now we have 10 teams. And of course, this was all precipitated by the trade of Wayne Gretzky to the Kings in 88. I think they saw the opportunity and, and it, it clearly had the impact. We have 10 Sunbelt teams now. Those 10 teams have won eight Stanley Cups total. They made 18 Stanley Cup final appearances. Five Sunbelt teams have won the Cup. And nine out of the 10, you know who the 10th is, nine out of the 10 have made it to at least one Cup final. So, on a success level, it's hard to argue that it isn't working. You know, some of the other metrics uh, that people always look at, like the valuations of franchises, I asked Gary about that. Uh, you know, Forbes publishes that every year. And four Sunbelt teams are in the bottom quarter. So are Winnipeg and Ottawa, by the way. So maybe those smaller Canadian markets don't work either. But he doesn't even put any credence in those valuations. He says they don't have access to the right data. They always undervalue the franchises. So he doesn't put any stock in it at all. The bottom line for me is, again, going back to what I said at the top of of, of this segment, you need some time to establish these teams. Obviously, you need to have some success or you're probably never going to win over a fan base. And you need things like stable ownership and the right location, things we've been talking about in this market for a long time. But if you can get those things in place and you give it time, you can have success stories like Tampa, like Carolina, like so many Sunbelt teams have experiences. And and that's, I kind of think that's what we're starting to see now. Absolutely. And it's, you know, you think about how this team had to be here and kind of have a whole generation of fans grow up with the team. And, you know, last week when we were at the ice den for our PHNX staff meeting and our game of broomball, so fun, um, just 
and it was like the middle of the day on a, a Tuesday and just seeing all the youth hockey players um, mm. going in and out. And, you know, I've been going to the ice den for a long time, like 15 years. And it's just like unbelievable to see the influx of, of the youth involvement too. Um, so when you talk about investing in the Sunbelt and you look at the teams that have had success, they've had the, the time um, to really grow as a market and, and get better. And like you said, I think that, everything going in the right direction with Tempe is, is the right start. And another thing I want to mention about not just the Sunbelt, but about just the growth of hockey in the U S as a whole. Um, well, first of all, across North America, the viewership of the conference finals was up 30% from 2019. And in the U S the conference finals were up 67% from last year. Mm. which is unbelievable. And if you look at the conference finals, the Tampa Bay Lightning in the conference finals. So people care to watch Sunbelt teams too. It's not just those cities caring about their, those teams. Hockey fans like watching good hockey. And if that team is in a warm weather place, it doesn't matter um, where they're from. If, if it's great hockey, people are going to watch. Yeah. And just a, a point to make because Gary, Gary kept stressing this to me. It wasn't a Sunbelt Sunbelt experiment. It wasn't like, as he said, we're, we weren't looking at a map and saying we want to go here, 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 and here. They had a lot of expressions of interest from major markets that wanted hockey teams. And it just so happened because of what I said earlier, 16 U.S. teams, three in the tri-state area. They weren't in a lot of these major markets that the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL were in. So we saw opportunity. A lot of those markets happened to be in the Sunbelt but again, they've also gone to other markets. They've got they went to Ottawa, they went back to Minnesota, they went to Denver, they went to Seattle, they went to Columbus. Those aren't Sunbelt climates. So they did find other markets that that were suitable for them, but it just so happened that a lot of the opportunity was in the southern United States in the so-called Sunbelt. Yeah, absolutely. And when we talked to Javier Gutierrez on Monday, he talked about, you know, really growing the game, talking talked about potentially having a game played in Mexico and really ha putting an effort to reaching the Latino community here in Arizona. So, I mean, you look at that too, and, and just the influence that having a team in a market can have um, on a generation of hockey players. I think it's, it's fantastic. So if you want to check out Craig's story on the Sunbelt experiment, do so at gophnx.com um, and also the arena story later this week. Always good stuff at gophnx.com. And we have um, NHL draft video content hitting the website this week, multiple times a week. Um, and that will be for members only. So if you're not a member, it's a great time to become one with all of Craig's stories plus all of our draft content. We have expert video breakdown of okay. different prospects. Yeah. We have exclusive interviews with Coyotes first round draft picks. The next one drops tomorrow. So you have to become a member to have access to all of that. So become a member today, sign up at gophnx.com, join the members only discord, get a free shirt from the locker when you sign up for an annual membership. I cannot express enough how much being a member would be so awesome. So we hope you join our family, Craig. Yeah. It's cool that we're, we're doing some of this uh, video content that is, it's premium content, and I think people that have been with us from the start know that we're trying to cover the team in a way that no other outlet locally or nationally covers the Coyotes. I think it's fair to say that we do that with all the different pieces, but we're augmenting it yet another level with 
these these exclusive uh, video pieces. Again, we're, we're breaking down a ton of prospects. You guys have seen some of the people we've had on the show, the experts like Chris Peters, Corey Promen, Craig Button, and later this month, Bob McKenzie. Uh, we have their opinions, so a, a lot of that's going to be behind the paywall. But then, again, all these first-round draft picks. Who's dropping tomorrow, by the way? Which former first-round draft pick is dropping tomorrow? Let's do – I haven't even decided. Let's do Martin Hansel. Okay, we'll do Marty Hansel. So <laughs> There actually lot. is going to be two tomorrow. So oh, Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of great content um, that you have to become a member in order to enjoy. And, again, I, look, we think it's worth it. We're, we're going above and beyond. We're putting in the extra work to bring you the sort of coverage, as I mentioned when I first joined PHNX, that you've never received before in this market. You've never had it like this before. And we're going to keep coming up with more creative ideas to continue to improve and, and, and augment the, the coverage overall. Absolutely. Um, couldn't have said it better. And speaking of amazing coverage that you can't get anywhere else, Craig is now going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> this is this, this is not behind the paywall and it shouldn't be behind the paywall because the quality of singing is going to be very bad. But those of you who are with us for the uh, Natty Hattie days know that I I wrote a version of O Canada that was entitled No Canada when I think it was all seven Canadian teams missed the playoffs in the same season, which was probably the darkest in the past three decades of, of darkness for Canada because we have reached a 29th straight season in which a Canadian team will not be crowned Stanley Cup champion. You already heard my numbers on the Sunbelt teams that have won in that span. So pretty depressing situation for Canada. And now that the Edmonton Oilers are out and we've got yet another All-American Cup final, I have another version of No Canada with some new lyrics. So, Sean, I know you have the music. What we gotta start that over. We gotta start that over. I didn't have I didn't have any heads up here. See, this is why this isn't behind a paywall. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. No Canada, you can't make parade plans. Your seven teams are still just also ran. A Montreal through Ottawa, Winnipeg and Chowdhury. Even Ed, Ed and Vancouver, and those countless maple leaves. When will it end? When will they fill your need? Oh, Canada, when will your speed? Oh, Canada, when will dreams succeed? There wow. it is. No that Canada was, 2.0. That was that was something. <laughs> I have no words. I really don't. And it's you know best, what? It's best not to comment. <laughs> As a Canadian, I can't even be mad because that was excellent and, and deserved. And as much as I am Canadian and from Canada, I'm also an Arizona, a longtime Arizona resident. So when Canadians get really upset at the success of Sunbelt teams and the lack of success, 29 years worth, if you will, I, it, it doesn't bother me that much because I like to see 
other teams have success and Canada has had their time in the, in the sun. Oh. Uh-oh. So. You're going you're gonna to lose your passport. You're going to lose your citizenship. Or I know. Something. Are they going to let me into Montreal for the draft? <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. But Craig, that was excellent. Um, thank you so much for that. And I mentioned Montreal because Craig and I will be there um, for the NHL draft next month. And Sean and Petey will be at Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe for mm. the uh, PHNX Coyotes draft party on July 7th at 4 p.m., Be sure to get your tickets. They're just $5. You want to RSVP today. It's filling up quick. It's going to be a blast. Um, Like we said, we'll have a live show. We're going to be live the entire first round, three hours total. There's going to be special guests. The rest of the PHNX crew will be there. So you're not going to want to miss it. And at Four Peaks, of course, our newest partner, the official beer of PHNX, grab some pops at Four Peaks and watch the Coyotes make three selections in the first round, and Craig and I will be calling in, so we'll be part of the draft show as well, even though we won't be on location, but you're going to want to be at Four Peaks Brewery on July 7th at 4 o'clock. Get your tickets at gopeachnext.com. You can find tickets under the events tab um, on the website. Can I ask a question? Is, is Sean still here? Yes. Here, Sean. Is that graphic on the draft party uh, graphic, is that yours? Is that your work? It's a, it was kind so um, yeah so Sean executed the graphic but the graphics package for our draft show everyone is amazing and that is the work of Dwayne who is um, uh, an all city graphics guy sorry Dwayne for butchering your title but um, he's <laughs> so talented amazing if anyone watches the Phoenix Sports podcast he designed the whole graphic package for that so if you've seen that and liked it. Just get ready for the Coyotes draft package. It's amazing. It's 90s themed. <laughs> yeah, sweet work. So very impressed with that. And then again, to to stress the draft party. It uh, Look, Leah and I won't be there. So I know a lot of you are disappointed about that fact. But you will get Petey. You will get Sean. And, and again, we hope to have some pretty special guests. We've been reaching out to some people. I'm not going to name anyone, put them on the spot yet. But we're trying to have some special guests at Four Peaks at the very least. You get to go to Four Peaks, you get to drink really good beer, have those 8th Street chicken strips, which I'll be thinking about the entire draft party show. <laughs> I watch people at Four Peaks. Yeah, it's a good spot. And it's in Tempe, which is the future home of the Arizona Coyotes. So a great location. Come out and enjoy the draft party with those people on hand. And you'll get to talk with the two of us as well. We'll be, we'll be checking in from Montreal. We'll answer your questions. We'll give you some insights from Montreal, but it'll, it'll be a good time for Coyotes fans. I'm just recommending that you choose it over the competition. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Where else can you get just amazing food and amazing company and four peaks? Craig, what are you going to drink tonight watching game one? Which, which beer? Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I really it, just love the the label so much. Yeah. That's I it looks I've been I've been a Four Peaks junkie since like I don't want to tell you how long. But it goes back to the 90s. So I've been going to that place for a very long time. I've been a, a huge fan of that brewery. And I know people have their own favorite breweries around town, but Four Peaks is my place. I love the place. I I genuinely believe that they serve great beer and great food and it's a great yeah. atmosphere. So I am really excited about this partnership. Absolutely. And I know I always talk about the peach, but I have a 15 pack of the golden lager in my apartment right now. So I think I'm going to have to crack open one of those for tonight's game one. Um, Just enjoy some 
amazing, amazing playoff hockey with a beer. And of course, 21 and over and enjoy responsibly, everyone. But we can't uh, talk enough about how much we love Four Peaks. Genuinely, we genuinely do. Before we close out here, there's some NHL coaching news um, that's come out in the last 24 hours. Bruce Cassidy is officially the next head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's been reported that John Tortorella will get the Philadelphia Flyers job. Craig, any surprises with these hires? Um, I I think a lot of people watching this casually might be surprised that Vegas settled on Cassidy and didn't go after Barry Trotz. I don't think Barry Trotz wanted the job, and I know that might be a shock to a lot of people, but inner workings in Vegas, I'm not sure that that was the right fit for Barry Trotz. Philadelphia was, Tortorella was their guy apparently from the start, and they're throwing big money at him. That's a little bit of a surprise to you when you have a Barry Trotz available. Um, you have some other coaching candidates, maybe maybe Cassidy, uh, you know, maybe Rick Tockett, who obviously is a bit of an icon in Philadelphia, but that was the expected move for them all along. When I, when I look at this situation now and I look at the remaining teams, I look at Dallas, look at Winnipeg, look at the situation Chicago's going into. Um, I'm trying to remember who, who I'm forgetting here. There are other vacancies, but um, I don't think that there are any plum NHL jobs available out there right now. Um, maybe maybe you could make an argument for the Boston Bruins, although that that is probably heading into a rebuild very soon too. I just don't, you know, and I know this is the case with, NHL head coaching jobs, it's not going to be a perfect situation where you're stepping into a team on the rise. Um, but I, most of these teams, I think, are aging teams in decline. I don't think Detroit really has its act together when I look at their with their prospects and their roster. I don't, I don't look at Detroit and say, oh, this is going to be a great team in a few years. I'm not sold on the Detroit Red Wings. So I can't help wondering if Barry Trotz is going to assess the situation, even in his hometown of Winnipeg, and say – you know what? I'm going to sit this out. I'm going to take a year off. I think there's value in that. Just take a pause, take a rest, and then reevaluate. Because as we have seen in the NHL, there are coaching vacancies available every season. It is such a volatile industry that you just don't enjoy any sort of longevity. When you look at the start dates, I, w- I was looking at this the other day. Very few coaches have been on the job more than more than two seasons. It's, it's literally, nuts. it's like John Cooper and Mike Sullivan are the only it, ones. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? it yeah. It's crazy to, to see how many changes get made in the NHL. There's there's such high expectations now. There's an expectation to win right away. And if it doesn't happen, you make a change. It's happening all the time. So I do think Barry Trotz will be able to sit back if he wants to and have his pick of the litter because there's arguably not a bigger name out there. There could be, I suppose, if Joel Quenville gets reinstated, but on that Quenville front, I've I've heard from multiple sources that he he met with the league and the league basically told him, no, we're not reinstating you yet. Mm. You haven't done enough. You really haven't done anything to yeah. rehabilitate your image. You haven't gone through some programs, you know, some training to understand how to handle these situations better and what you did wrong. So I don't expect Joel Quenville to be a coach next season in the NHL. Right now, Barry Trotz is the guy he has, he has his pick. But again, I just don't see any great situations for him to step into. And I don't know why Barry Trotz would choose any of these other than if it's just a giant paycheck. 
Yeah, very true. Um, we'll have to keep more tabs on that, and we will going through the off season. And once again, I'm kind of reminded of another thing that Javier Gutierrez said to us on Monday, which is about Coach Truny and how um, the the timing of his debut in the NHL and what the Coyotes team on the ice is kind of going through and how he's the perfect person for this job. And of course we've interviewed coach Turney and talked to players and like, he's so well liked in the locker room. So I talk about right coach, right place, right time. Um, I think Andre Turney is a really great example of that. And it seems to be the common feeling, not just with the players, but you know, upper management of the organization as well. Yeah. With, with Andre and I, a few points there, we, we've talked about the progress of guys like Clayton Keller, Lawson Krause, Nick Schmaltz. All those guys took big steps forward under, under Andre Turigny, and that's a really good sign. That's what you want to see from your young players. And they you know, they also had some younger players that made strides like a J.J. Mosier. But to Andre Turigny's credit, when I when I did that big piece on him a while back, uh, you know, after the new year, well, after the new year, he said, people think this is the hard part. This isn't this isn't the hard part. All you have to do right now is come in and work hard. The hard part comes when there will be expectations for us to perform. That's when we'll find out. Basically, Andre Turing is saying, that's when we'll find out if I'm a good NHL head coach or not. I love that modesty and that honesty about Andre Turing. You, you don't get that a lot, to be honest. That's who he is. He's an extremely humble guy. A lot of that comes from his, you know, his farming background. I know it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but... It's real when you're around this guy and you talk to this guy. I love that side of him. I love the fact that he's honest. And you know what? He's right. We don't know yet if Andre Turigny is going to be a good NHL coach, but there have been some very positive signs from this first season, in spite of the fact that the Coyotes were one of the worst teams in the league. That was by design. So he he did some good things. Absolutely. And speaking of being a farmer, um, he said that his family makes maple syrup. So when we go to the draft, we really need to connect with him and get some of that maple syrup because there's nothing like Quebec maple syrup. I'll come out and say it. And sorry, everyone. I know I kept saying that I was going to do the maple syrup last Friday. And then I know I said I was going to do it this Friday. But we are going to wait until we are back in the studio because Craig wants to have, as he said, quality control, even though I offer to eat Target brand maple syrup that my roommate has. I have no proof that it's Target brand. You could have just poured your Canadian maple syrup into yeah. that bottle. I'm sorry, Leah. I, I'm going to have to have control of the maple syrup bottle. We also want to do a taste test. I'm not going to tell people what that is, but we're not in studio yet. I don't know if you want to tell people why we're not in studio, but. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so the the second, the first week we're back in studio, I will be eating the maple syrup on a Friday. I promise you that. So not this Friday. We'll still have fun on Friday's show. Lots to talk about. Friday shows are always super fun. So we hope you'll join us Friday at 11 a.m. on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel for our next live show. We'll have an audio episode for you tomorrow, wherever you get your podcast, PHNX Coyotes. If you missed yesterday's show, we did a breakdown of the Darcy Kemper trade to and from Arizona. So kind of relevant with him in the Stanley Cup final. And of course, you missed our interview with Javier Gutierrez on Monday. Check that out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So much insights. He was breaking news on our show. Um, just really, really transparent. We had 45 minutes of his time, which is unbelievable. Um, so check that out if you haven't already. I had to tweet, th- had, had a string of three tweets to list all of the uh, revelations that he gave us on that show. <laughs> I was 
couldn't fit them all because of the character limit. But that, yeah, that was a that was a, a great interview with Javier Gutierrez, and I encourage everyone to watch that to gain a better an- understanding of the current situation with Tempe and and other things like ASU and the Ice Den and, and and a bunch of other things that we talked about as well. Absolutely. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know who you're picking tonight in tonight's game. Send us your DraftKings bet slips. Tweet at us at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Follow us there as well. And follow PHNX Sports across all social media platforms. Lots of great content. Seven days a week, five days a week. We got it. Arizona sports coverage, no matter the season. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back live Friday. We'll be back with an audio episode tomorrow. And until then, Have a great rest of your day, everyone, and enjoy game one.